Namamamaste. <laughs> we will return with I Katumi and your questions for this day. Let's take a moment to talk about your your living art gallery, your life, filled with all of your experiences, your hopes, your aspirations, everything you've ever done doesn't exist in some far-off place. It, it is your reality right now. That is your art gallery. Perhaps there are things that you're not so proud of that hang upon the walls, but take a new look at them in these next few days. Take a look at the richness of that experience that you had. Yes, perhaps there is guilt or shame in it, but look beyond, into the experience of it. What, what you learned for yourself, what you gained in terms of wisdom for your soul, let go over the judgment for it. Perhaps there are things in your living art gallery right now that you don't like. Your job, your partner, other people, perhaps the whole damn world. <laughs> It's your art gallery. You can move that painting somewhere else. Put it down in the basement. Put it in the attic. Store it away for the time being. Or take your new energy artist tools and create something new. Just because there is a painting in your living art gallery doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. You can paint right over the canvas and create something new for yourself. If it's not serving you, if you've gone beyond what you could possibly learn from the experience, if it doesn't make you happy, if it doesn't bring you satisfaction and fulfillment, you can change it. These are the beautiful, simple rules. As I said, I went through many of the mental stresses to the point of breakdown, to the point of saying, I don't care anymore. I didn't give a damn, as you would say, about anything. I had my own time of anxiety and depression. And then I let it go. I let go of every concept, everything I'd ever studied. I let go of every structure I had put around my thoughts. I let go of all of my philosophy. I let go of my mathematics, which were near and dear to me because I felt that mathematics helped to explain how this world came to be, how we were here in the first place, and how there was an order to all things. But the mathematics aren't the reason we are here. The mathematics just help us take a look at the construction of our own energy. What's in your life right now that you don't like? What's in your art gallery that you would like to change? Change it. Let it go. Change it. Make it different. It's yours. You're going to discover without having to have big lessons in your life, without even a specific goal in terms of something that you have to do in this lifetime, letting all of that go, you are free and liberated to actually enjoy every moment, every day, 
without the pressure, without the expectations, truly a free soul moving into new energy. With that, we would love to answer your questions. Thank you for your assistance. How do allergies fit in the new energy, and would it help to hinder, would it help or hinder to make people more aware of their allergies? My perception is that they can be balanced, but how? And is there anything else I need to tell myself? Hmm. We're going to give you a very short answer to your uh, allergic question. (laughs) If you were truly able to breathe, you see, allergies and breathing, they're tied in together, means that if you're truly able to breathe, you'll go beyond the allergies. Now, part of the problem is, is that as you breathe, it tends to intensify the allergy itself. But recognize that there is something within that is resisting, something that is holding back. Beautiful flowers here, a beautiful bouquet with their scent. But perhaps if you are allergic to these, look at the energetic reason. You're not letting yourself enjoy the beauty of life, the beauty of smelling or touching or seeing these flowers. It's causing some type of energetic blockage which shows up as an allergy. Great time to really move into those flowers and smell their essence. Now, you are all becoming very sensitive beings in this new energy. You are sensitive, you are more feeling, more aware. So you are more aware of of the potent energies in everything. But it doesn't mean that it has to cause a reaction or an allergy. Just breathe it in. Let go of anything that's um, causing the resistance. Take a look at what is causing the resistance, and you're going to find your allergies naturally go away. If you cover up your allergies with medication, you're also covering up sensitivity and feeling and the real root cause of why you're not able to enjoy everything. Thank you. Especially um, food. Hi, Katumi. It's nice to have you here today. Um, it's painful to be up here today, but I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of Shambra and that, you know, um, we've done the nasting, we've done the breathing, we've done the allowing, accepting, but the continual flow and steady stream of abundance, it'll start and then it stops, and I just don't get it. Hmm. You know, I've got a wonderful idea that's come to me that would, but it's the money to launch it. I've connected with what my passion is again, and I just don't get it. Can you tell me what gives? Indeed. I'm going to, again, make this very simple with you. There is something, and you know about this, and we have talked about it, the resistance to absolutely enjoying your life. You measure it through abundance, and uh, this is causing you great stress, as you know. But there is that something in you that won't open up and let you just enjoy life. There is um, past life reasons for this. There are self-worth issues for this. 
but you still haven't let yourself enjoy. You say that when the abundance is there, then you can enjoy, but it's the other way around. Can you enjoy life right now? Can you give yourself that blessed gift of enjoying life, forgetting about all of these other things? So for you in particular, let go of all these other things we've talked about, the breathing and the everything else. For you it's important to ask yourself the question over and over again, can you let yourself enjoy? Part of you says yes, but there's another part that continues to say no, that continues to be cautious, that doesn't want to get hurt, that is afraid that if you open up, that if you let go of some of these um, walls that you have, that you're going to get hurt. This is a time of um, truth or consequences. This is a moment of truth for you. And this is something I would like you to work on, to consider, not just for a day or two, but until you truly arrive at the answer, can you enjoy life? When you can get beyond the mind and honestly say to yourself, yes, and honestly understand what I'm saying here, not out of desperation that you have to have the dollars to pay the rent. I, I went homeless for a long time, wandering, not wanting any of these things. And I found that I could completely sustain myself, as you can also. And let go of the expectations and ask yourself over and over, can you actually let yourself enjoy living, being on earth, being in your body, being a human being, then all of these other things come in. You understand also that when you have had money, it hasn't brought you happiness. It has brought you relief, but not happiness. When you have had the energy of abundance flowing in your life, you found a way to, to turn it around and use it to actually destroy yourself. You found a way to sabotage this flow. So let's get back to the basics. Can you enjoy life? Take a look at that question over and over again. Let go of the abundance thing for now. You'll, you'll have just enough to get by until you answer that question. And please do come back to us and let us know. Thank you. Thank you. I had several conversations with people the last couple of days and even this afternoon and so on the behalf of those conversations, that there are two questions, but one in particular, it seems like there's been some really challenging, difficult energy going on. And because as Shambra, we want to be really responsible, take responsibility, it's very easy to keep saying, what am I doing? Why, why am I feeling all that energy? And yet a lot of Shambra feel like in some way, it's not just us, that there's something really bigger that was that's being moved and moving in, and that particularly even last weekend that there was some kind of a really huge shift of something, and I don't we don't know which way it shifted, but that it's not just our little personal stuff. Hello? <laughs> I'm fascinated by your dissertation. <laughs> It was a question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> now I see. <clears throat> well. Be nice. I'm looking at what we've talked to you about over seven years of time. You are living in a world of change. Everything. Not just a little change, but a huge change. As I said during our shout, everything is wobbling right now. Nothing is as it seems. Nothing is as it was yesterday. What you're feeling, for the most part, is the energy of humanity having difficulty coping with us. They panic. They go into fear. And fear is the main thing that you are feeling. They want to, they want to blame it on someone or something. They go into conspiracy. And they're not sure what to do. They are lost. They are in chaos. But you understand, because you were there seven years ago, perhaps even five years ago, you understand what it is like for all of these shifts to be taking place. You literally went through these first on a very personal level. You went through the internal changes, the internal earthquakes and volcanoes, and storms, and hurricanes, and tsunamis. You went through these. And yes, I use these terms that have to do with the Earth, because there's a direct relationship to consciousness and the weather, to things like global warming, to things like storms or erratic weather patterns that you're going to see this summer. So all of these things are happening all around you right now. But it's not you. You're feeling them, but you're not causing them. Some of you like to blame yourself for these things, but you're not causing them. You're feeling them, but you're not even necessarily going through them anymore. This is your time, all of you, to be the new energy artists. What does that mean? It means creating what you choose without boundaries or without limitations without trapping yourself in the mind, without carrying around the old baggage. So indeed, you're going to continue to feel these things. You're, you're in a type of, um, I'm going to call it a consciousness chamber right now, with humanity. You don't have to be subject to it. You don't have to let it determine your life path, but you're feeling it. You take a look at life on Earth 500 years ago, consciousness was so much heavier and so much slower. It was like a very um, very heavy blanket over humanity. There were very few sparks. Uh, there were very few bright spots, few and far in between. But right now, they are everywhere. Everything is changing very, very fast. And it's causing humans in general to have to look at their issues, to have to look at their, their baggage that they have. So indeed, you are feeling these things. We, we've been saying that for a long, long time. Tobias, his whole desire was to get across to Shambra. You're in a time of changes. You're leading the changes of consciousness, which result in all of the rest of the changes on Earth. Do you have an update on the wobble in the Middle East? <laughs> this is one of the areas that um, is most sensitive to the rest of the consciousness of humanity because of the 
energies in what you would call the Middle East, both in consciousness and in the land itself. You see, this is where, if you take a look at it, the major religions of the world today had their roots in this very small part of the world. This is where beliefs grew. This is where consciousness grew. This is where the concepts of spirituality and God grew. So obviously, if there are wobbles, and Earth right now, this area is going to wobble as well. But a wobble is not necessarily bad. A wobble means moving things out of its old structure. So it does create the potential for a whole new type of um, alliance in this area, a peace potential that has not been available for as long as I can possibly remember. Thank you. Hello, Katumi. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> um, I've, for many years, I've worked on a lot of aspects. <laughs> nice. Really nice. Competing with Saint Germain. <laughs> I cannot follow that. <laughs> it was almost rude, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> It's been a while since I have been on Earth, and some of the um, <clears throat> refreshments that you have are most interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Rita. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, anyway, my question, <laughs> my question's about question? uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Um, it's about relationships, and um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I know all of us, have worked on aspects of ourselves that we want to let go of through the past several years, and I think I have let go of a lot of things that aren't working for me, but the one that keeps coming up, and it's back up again to look at, is how do we avoid losing our power and losing ourselves in our romantic relationships? Poison would be a good way. <laughs> All right, I'll try it. <laughs> That's one solution. <laughs> I'm actually laughing at Kaoldra um, getting so nervous. <laughs> Try to trick me here. <laughs> well, I'll give you an answer perhaps you don't want to hear, but um, uh, have the relationship with yourself first, then no other relationship can, can take anything away from you. You're going to be so grounded in yourself that uh, another human coming along to feed and to take and to, um, to take your energy will not be able to do so. Now, the other side of that issue is how many humans right now are there on Earth who aren't looking for a relationship because they want to feed. Very, very few. Very few. So that now limits the total number of available um, partners that you would have. So, <laughs> Belushi, you stop that. 
<laughs> Channeling through Chambre, I can't believe it. So I'm going to I'm going to have to state something. Um, perhaps you don't want to hear, but um, as as a Chambre living in this day and age, you're going to have to accept the fact that there you may be by yourself. The relationship may be with you. You may not find the one who can share with you on the highest level. Uh, the other thing is to make the terms of the relationship very clear up front. Um, actually, um, Calder and I are having a little discussion. He's asking me, isn't it true that I've been celibate in about the last um, <laughs> ten lifetimes that I've had? <laughs> Sorry to say that it is true. <laughs> but here I am giving advice like a priest. <laughs> so, make it very clear with the one who you suspect you might have a relationship with this, here's my energy terms for this relationship. And perhaps as it comes out of your mouth, it could sound a bit selfish, but it makes it very clear to the other, no feeding allowed. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rita. <laughs> Tobias, what is the relation between the wound of Isis and Lilith, Adam's first mate, the first woman before Eve? Lilith was Adam's equal, and when she refused to be in a subordinate position, she left the Garden of Eden. But I feel there is more to this story than what the scriptures say. When I was listening to the wound of Isis CDs, I actually felt that Lilith is the wound of Isis. She's the one who felt responsible for stealing energies of Adam, I guess, and left home in a feeling of guilt thereby creating the first karmic wound of existence. I also feel that when we balance the male-female energies within, we are actually curing the very old karmic wound, and if, as if Lilith comes back home. Am I perceiving this correctly, and can't you tell us the real story of Lilith and what's happening to her now? <laughs> it sounds like a book. <laughs> it could be a fascinating book, a book about about the masculine-feminine energy and whether, whether the story of Lilith, um, it is just a, it is an interpretation. It is a, it is a type of um, way of explaining how energies work, how, how Lilith wouldn't accept the terms um, because of the commitment to the Isis energy. So another aspect of Isis came in, became what you would call Eve, took the rap, took the blame for everything that's uh, happened since. And actually, the energy of Eve, um, you could say, set up by the, by the churches to bring down the energy of Isis. In a sense, it is an interesting to explore the energies of, of history, energetic history, that is. But in another sense, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. You can get caught in the trap here. The important thing to remember is that masculine, feminine, duality, the aspects of opposition are wanting to come back together right now. That's the only important thing. Every part of you, every part of the reflection of yourself wants to join back together. You don't need the two parts of you to understand the question, who am I? Who am I is answered in this now moment, and it is about the complete integration. So, write the book if you choose, 
Explore the mythology, explore the the meanings and the symbology behind it, but don't get into the deep trap because what is important is the energies want to come back together today. Hello. Um, my question is, when life gets wobbly, that's your advice is to breathe, but what I find is that when it gets really wobbly for me, I start to hyperventilate and it's really hard to remember how to breathe. <laughs> so is there a way with ease and grace to um, remind myself either to breathe or is there a different way, technique that can be used at that time? As you breathe, and just uh, should not be too hard to remember, it's a very natural thing, but as you find your energy um, out of balance or accelerating or or just if you want to just bring more energy in, the breath actually is going to intensify the wobbling. It's actually going to, it's going to make it dance even more, but the wobble will be very graceful. The wobble will have meaning to it in terms of helping to, to get some of the old structure literally out of your bones, out of your lungs, and out of your mind. It's, it's helping to shake things up. See, the wobble, unlike collision, isn't necessarily a bad thing in you. It means you're becoming more flexible. It means you're becoming more expanded. You're not hard and rigid like a, like a rock. You're, you're open to multidimensional energies. So just the fact you state this about the breathing means you're going to remember to breathe anyway. Thank you. And um, as Tobias would say, keep it so simple. I hope this question will reach you. I've asked this question before, and tried to, I'm going to try to ask it in a more clear way again. When I was present at the Tobias meeting in Amsterdam, I felt my energy was helped to have old pattern blocking energy removed. I heard this happen to others at the meeting too. Unfortunately, we couldn't stay in this new energy patterns, and after some time, the physical problems due to this stagnating old energy reappeared. It gives me the feeling, since I've joined the Crimson Circle since the Amsterdam Channel, that I have to catch up, but I don't know how. And also, other Chambra, who I've spoken to here in Holland. My question is multiple. When we tune in on the internet to a live shout, a live shout, is there any angel help in our environment to help release some of the old energy? And when we are tuning in to the shout, but on another day, month, or year, how is that connection there and then supported? Thank you. Hmm. The transition into the new energy is a gradual process. It doesn't happen just in, in the blink of an eye or a flash. And it's designed this way on purpose so that it doesn't burn out your mind, burn out your body, and even burn out your spirit. The new energy is melding right now with the old energy. And in that melding is a complete transformation of the physics, the processes of how things work. So in order to keep the whole earth from exploding or at least going crazy, the integration is being done slowly. So you're going to go to a workshop, or you're going to listen to a shout like this, and you're going to basically move to one more level of expansion, gracefully and easily, even though some of you don't think that way, but um, 
much easier than if it was to all come at once. When you are in the energy of a shout like this, then the angelic beings, and those from the Crimson Council, can come in much closer, much easier, and there is work that is being done. That is why so often you leave from here, or you turn off your computers, and you feel a different sensation. You're not quite sure what it is. You can't put a finger on it, but you know something just happened, because you allowed us to work with you. There are literally adjustments that are taking place within your body, your DNA, even within the fluid computer that you call your mind. And also there is an entire very elaborate grid of your personal consciousness as well as mass consciousness. And during this time that we have together in this very safe energy, it allows us, with your permission, to help make those adjustments a little at the time instead of all at once. So if you look back to where you were a year ago or five years ago, you'll see how you've changed. You'll see how you've grown and probably more than anything, how you've simplified. Simplified. Thank you. Uh, greetings could to me. That, that is I. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I came to last month's child for the first time and felt like I had been here the whole time. But what was amazing, while I was sitting here, uh, overwhelming energy said, move to California. I can find no reason to do this. I mean, do I just pack up my car and my tabbies and go and trust? That is a question you have to answer. There was a reason that you felt this way. There is something that is drawing you. And it is something that I would love for you to discover. I would love for you to make that decision if you're going to just let go of what you have here and follow the call of your heart. Now, it's not easy letting go of the security, letting go of the things that have been close to you. But I think all of Shambra here will tell you, and they will talk to you at the end of this day, of similar callings that they've had. Understand that it's not any of us. It's not Tobias saying, you need to move there. It's not I, Kut Humi, that are asking you to go there. But there is something in your heart. Now, are you willing to be a new energy discoverer and an artist and find out? It is up to you. Thank you. I'm going to add one thing. Trust your intuition. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm a Dreamwalker teacher, and my question is for myself and all the other Dreamwalker and SES teachers here in North America. How can we get the word out so that our classes will be filled? Our students trickle in while the classes seem to be bursting at the seams in Europe. I go through the usual routes of advertising and such, yes, and nosting, allowing, and breathing, of course. But we need some 3D nuggets of info to help us out. I've gone so far as to write Oprah about dreamwalking, but alas, as you can see, I nor any other Chambra have been asked to attend. I love you, and whatever you can pass along will be greatly appreciated. I have to ask you, are you willing to do this work, the teaching work of the new energy, 
without the expectations. Right? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> if you let go of the expectations right now, the expectations that every class is going to be filled, you free up the energies of your work. You may start with one. You may have only two or three. But again, Take a look in your living art gallery. What is really taking place here? What are you experiencing? What purpose have you created for yourself? If you put the focus on things like the size of the class, the amount of the money, or even as divine spiritual beings right now, if you put the focus in your life on things like how big is your bank account, how many people read your book, you're missing the point because those things are secondary. They're not the focus of your energy. The focus of your energy is to create the new energy art, the schools, the books, the experiences, and allow those to simply start flowing. Watch what happens from that small bit of energy that you started with Watch how it expands. And I would love to have you report back one year of time from now at what has happened in the evolution of your schools. Thank you. I was you. teasing about the expectations. <laughs> Hi, Katumi. Um, I'm wondering if you can give me some insight into what's going on with my back and my neck, it seems to go out of alignment a lot. It seems to have some, uh, you know, like weak muscle issues. And I'm wondering if it has anything to do with the new energy tissue that Tobias said was replacing our muscles. He talked about that several months ago and never really got into that again. So uh, um, I'd like to hear some more about that. And I'd also like to know if you or Tobias will um, do a special channel sometime about the changes that are going on within our bodies and get yeah get some detailed specific information about it. Thank you. Indeed, any issue that you have with your with your back and your spine it is a very solid indicator of the readjustment work in the new energy because. Literally, you're talking about your physical backbone. You're talking about the structure that gives you some of the greatest support that allows your spirit energy to be here. Right now, this, um, the, both the, the bone and the neural networks are being reworked. But again, they're being done, it's being done so gradually as to not totally shatter the old systems that you had in place. You're literally building the new system while the old system is still there. It causes a degree of stress and sometimes pain in, in the physical level because of the work that's being done. But understand, um, use this as an indicator that truly you are letting the new energy process help to remake your biology at this time. Your body absolutely knows how to keep itself balanced and healed. 
What it doesn't necessarily know is the outcome of the what we would call the the new energy physical or biological reconstruction. It understands itself in the old energy, but it is still learning how to become adaptive to the new energy. So you have a very interesting um, combination of elements taking place in the physical being right now. The body is discovering its new self. This will cause um, what you say, the pains and sometimes the concerns about the body. The best thing you can do is go in energetically and encourage your body to continue this path of remaking or re reconstructing itself. Anytime you have issues in the shoulders in particular have to do with the movement of what we would call your responsibility energy or energy, the, the things you've been shouldering in life, responsibilities that you've taken on for your past lives, for other people in your life, and you're shifting that, so you're going to feel it in your shoulders and your neck. The breathing that we continually talk to you about allows that energy to keep moving, allows all of the things that have um, compacted in your shoulder and neck area to now move through. It's a wonderful process of releasing. In answer to your second question, yes, we do plan to do a, an extensive session on some of the biological changes that are happening, but it will be in, in about a year of time. Thank you. My question is, can I recover a hole in my tooth with standard technology, or should I just go to the dentist? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to recommend that you go to the dentist with standard technology. <laughs> In other words, use both. You have some wonderful modern medical systems right now that can repair and rejuvenate, but standard technology means taking care, taking responsibility for your body. So when you go to the dentist, don't put all of the responsibility on him or her. Understand you are going there, you are actively participating in the rejuvenation of your body, even if it um, means a, a false tooth, whatever. You are energetically, if you, get a, if you get a crown or a bridge put in, it is not at that point a part of your biology, but if you take responsibility for your biology, you will energetically um, integrate that crown or bridge or false tooth or filling or whatever into your biological flow. So instead of being a foreign element, it now becomes part of you. That is standard technology at work. I am ready to start my teaching. When I expand my consciousness, there are coming, there's coming information about vegetables and mathematic formulas. Sorry, but I can't seem to find the answer of broccoli plus two. <laughs> <laughs> As you expand your consciousness into these other realms that go beyond the mind, you're going to get a series of symbols, energy symbols. Don't take them literally. They're, go into the energy of them instead of rather than understanding them as just broccoli or just mathematics. What you have here as a combination, you're 
you're coming to new understandings of basically how energy works. Uh, you were using broccoli as as one type of symbol, as a nurturing, feeding, or an energetic symbol, but backed up with a type of new energy mathematical structure that enables it to work in this reality. Don't take things overly literal as you expand into these other realms. Okay. My husband is obsessed with Planet X. Will you please give me a clear clue about it? <laughs> I'm going to simply to say that uh, Planet X, the invisible planet, um, oh, it has certain energetic qualities and realistic qualities. There is a reason that it is there. It is a type of reflection of not only Earth, but it is a type of reflection of some of the potentials of New Earth. It is, it is not a conspiracy. Planet X is not uh, an alien agenda. It's not about trying to take over Earth. And it's very easy to get caught up in all of these things. It is, it is an energetic type of um, mirror or pathway, in effect, um, between here and the New Earth. Don't get too fascinated by these things. The important thing is what are you doing here in this moment? What are you doing as a creator? What are you doing to integrate yourself here, not on planet X or any other planet? Thank you. I these tend to these tend to be beautiful distractions, but at the end of the day, they're still just distractions. Here, water. I know you touched on how so many Chambra are wanting to leave Earth these past few months. I'm having such a hard time with this. Seems that with each, each day, it's getting harder to deal with humans and live in duality. Every day I get so overwhelmed and upset that I think leaving is the only solution. I don't want to go, but I really don't know how much more I can handle. I know I'm not the only one battling this confusion. Can you please help? Indeed. And I will offer this uh, advice through Belushi. Don't leave. Earth is the most beautiful experience, ultimately. It has its ups and downs. It has its pains. But it is an absolute gift. For here on Earth, you can understand what it's like to be the ultimate creator because you're in one of the most difficult and challenging environments, duality. Uh, solidness, uh, matter. But yet it offers so many beautiful gifts, the gifts of, of life itself, finding what it's like to embody your spirit into matter, what it's like to not only see another angel now disguised as a human, but to hit them, to love them, to kiss them, to party with them, to experience with them. You can't have this in the other realms, the angelic realms where Belushi is now and where Aikatumi are. These are the etheric realms. Oh, they're beautiful indeed, and you don't have to lug around that physical body, but you can't get into the depth and the experience of living like you can any place on earth. As you transition, yourself. You do have a time where there is a, 
You're leaving behind the old you and the old energy. Being with other humans is difficult. Concentrating on a mundane job, working for somebody else, is very difficult. You get through that period. You get through those, that time of transition. And then you come to the point where you realize the sheer beauty of living here on Earth. There is nothing like it. There is the potential to gain depth of your soul and to understand what it is truly like to be a Creator can only be done here on Earth. So advice from Belushi, stay here. On the other side, you're going to get back there. You're going to realize how much you actually miss this place called Earth. This is from Kat in Utah. Could you please tell us about God? What is the nature of God? Does God relate to us in 3D experience? If so, how? I'm interested in understanding my relationship to and with God more clearly. Can you help me? And that's the last question, by the way. A wonderful way to end the day. God is a fabrication of man. God is mental. God, as uh, St. Germain has said, I would never dare to say, but God is nothing other than the sexual energy virus at work. God, this whole concept of God is actually relatively new. It wasn't known in the times of Lemuria or even Atlantis. God was manufactured by man to help explain the unexplainable. But in doing so, the concept of God took on all the attributes and quality of man and women themselves. So now you have a God who is distant and removed and angry and judgmental, a God who doesn't listen to your prayers, a God who truly is more of a control mechanism than it is of a partner. When I say that you are new energy artists, one of the most important things you're doing, and one of the, perhaps you could say, most challenging and dangerous things, you're going to present to the world the new God, a God that isn't in the Bible, a God that isn't angry, a God that isn't some grand, powerful, all-knowing being. God is simple. God is pure. God doesn't have agendas. God doesn't care whether you go to heaven or hell, because those are your creations, not the creation of God. I can tell you what God isn't, but only you can experience this concept of what God is. If I tried to explain it in words, you would go mental, and it would get stuck there. Your own mind would then twist and distort the purity and the simplicity of this thing called God. So I'm going to ask you to allow yourself to experience the energy of God, of you, in your life, to experience it in your, in your living art gallery, to let the energy of God come in but without expectation. There are so many expectations about what God is. Can you, Shambra, let go 
of God, of every thought and notion and concept of what you thought God was. Can you absolutely let that go? That's a bold step. Then can you teach others the beauty of letting God go? Now these words could come off as blasphemous, the threatening to the ones who hold on to an old energy concept of God so dearly that they would fight for it and they would kill for it. But perhaps that's part of the problem in the world right now. And perhaps, just perhaps, this is the next frontier of consciousness, the new God on earth. The old God, it's time for that to go away. It used to be that you would have thousands, tens of thousands of gods, and it was all boiled down to one God. And it became a God that, that um, was rather human-like in their characteristics. Now it is time to move into that new God, but it is up to you to experience that for yourself. It has been a delight for I, Katumi to be with you here today. I will return on or before in the Quantum Leap. Mm. Namaste. 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 Hmm.